0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of the Antler Up podcast. I'm Jeremy Dinsmore and I have Sean Lutz with Stokerize on this week's show. Sean is from right here in Pennsylvania and is an avid bowhunter and wears many, many hats with Eyes stabilizers. In this episode, we talk about getting the right stabilizer fit for you, the history of Eyes, and where they are heading, as well as the stories of the two of his biggest unique bucks from PA. This was such a fun episode to record, and be sure to check out what he is doing with Stokerized. As I mentioned before last week's episode, I've had the opportunity to shoot more than I ever have during this time of year with this quarantine going on. I'm getting all my gear dialed in, and one piece that I, we will talk about during today's episode is my Stokerized M1 SS1 14-inch stabilizer. Not to give too much away from today's show, but I'm loving the simplicity of this piece of equipment. As a single bar with front and rear weight, it balances my bow extremely well and reduces my vibration even more on the VXR 28. The micro diameter piece on this is just phenomenal. So proudly made in the USA, check out the new M1 series over at stokerized.com. And another piece of equipment that I've been tinkering with this past week are my arrows. I doctored up some brand new Easton 6.5 millimeter AccuCarbon arrows. This arrow is all about accuracy that uses the AccuCarbon uniform spine process. The AccuCarbon is a continuous fed single die manufacturing method that results in the most reliable tolerances and eliminates the need for the spine alignment and weight sorting easton Carbon production line produces the most consistent spine and weight from dozen to dozen of arrows this benefits the bow hunter with truer flight and pinpoint accuracy in the field check them out over at eastonarchery.com this past friday i had the opportunity to get out on some pa public land to scout and look for turkey sign as well as some sheds that day was in the low 50s and my main outerwear piece was the brand new first light ridgeline qz pullover super soft material that is very functional and that it kept me warm but was super light and breathable. I am for sure going to be taking this with me on my Utah hunt this fall. So check out all the new pieces over at firstlight.com. Again thank you everybody for listening. I appreciate the support and I really hope you enjoy today's show with Sean and uh, right before we get into Sean's, uh, we have a quick little 15 minute chat up with Mike uh, to catch up with him, what he's going on right now, what he's, what he has going on right now. So about a 15 minute conversation before we get into it with Sean. Uh, Sean was such a great guest. I loved having him on. He's a great dude to talk to. Uh, so hope you enjoy it. And until next time, Antler Up. So what, uh, what have you been up to, man?
1: Uh, you know, as we last caught up, uh, you know, uh, just trying to get out and scout when I can, and uh, I went back up again uh, upstate a little bit on uh, Wednesday, uh, just hit the woods a little bit, uh, more on the uh, state land side this time, and uh, got a couple good spots, um, brought my new uh, Hawk Ultralight Climber uh, tree stand with me to start getting acclimated to that. Um, you know, being the first couple of years I hunted, uh, you know, I was just, you know, getting used to you know just hunting in general um you know and until i got comfortable i was just using the ladder stands that we had set up so you know this year i'm looking to hoping to get out there and get a little bit more mobile so uh
0: did you uh did you uh practice getting up a tree at all
1: uh yeah a little bit you know i remember you know on your last podcast there um you know you were talking about you know getting you know uh getting used to the you know to the harness and and you know just trusting the the gear you know to work and uh that's kind of more like what I did the first few steps. Um, you know, I just got used to just going up, I went up maybe about, you know, eight, 10 feet. Um, you know, just lean back and, you know, uh, in the belt a little bit and, and, you know, just, you know, just, just starting to get acclimated, see how, you know, how I have to, you know, get my body adjusted as I'm going up, you know, and, and, you know, just take my time with it. You know, it's not a race to get up to the top of the tree. Is that
0: one, is that one where you have to sit down and, uh, lean back and push, you know, pull your legs up and, do that style. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: so that's not a bad it, 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 one to it, start out with no it's not yeah it, it, it's not at all um it, it's really light you know it's got that cargo basket seat um you know the seat does fold up so if i just want to stand um you know i i, I can I, you know i just however I, I need to get comfortable it's got a good size platform i think it's a 21 or 22 inch platform um so it's a a good size yeah it's it's perfect for what i'm gonna use it for so
0: right i like hawk stuff too and they i mean that was my first climber too that i had uh about three years ago i got that for just as a christmas present but my dad got me that one and uh so that kind of started the whole mobile thing for me and then it kind of graduated into for two years of uh doing the whole hang and bang type style and now this year we'll be trying to saddle stuff but i uh i I will say this for you i would definitely try to get uh i know xop puts out a really good backpack strap uh that would that could fit on that just because it's going to save your shoulders a ton i know dimitri right now he has um an xop climber that that he uses and he um he has the brand new well, I, I wouldn't say they're brand new, but he—they are to him. The uh, backpack straps, and it just makes it that much more comfortable instead of just those little straps that they come with.
1: Yeah, that could that could really like wreak havoc on your back too, right? Or yeah. or tear into your backpack. You know, depending on how you're uh, transporting it in and out of the woods. You yeah. know, because um, I because yeah, I know no, I, I,
0: I know when I was using the that like your piece of equipment, I had backpack straps on that, and then I had a just a carabiner with my uh, two of them actually where I would do one up top and then like one on the bottom somehow, like, w- like where there were bars basically where I would strap my backpack on. And then right. I would have like bungee cords to keep that nice and tight. So like nothing would rattle as I like was walking through anywhere. So that's just something that you'll be tinkering around with as, as you get going because you know, like I said, if you go up to your dad's house and you go up to that area and you bring that with you and you start walking around and you hear that you're like, okay, I need to, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You, you got to start yeah. silencing some things. And I mean, that's honestly for me to, to re- reduce the bulk and reduce all the, you know, just the, the heaviness carrying stuff. I mean, that's why I'm pumped with my Exo mountain gear 1800. And, you know, I, I use the, um, uh, out on the limb Shakar sticks that I'll be rocking this year. And then the predator platform, I mean, uh, all that sh- could strap right to the outside of my, of that exo pack. And that's just going to be awesome. nice, slim, compact, ready to rock and roll. So,
1: yeah. And, and you'll keep tinkering with it until you, you know, you find the most comfortable setup, you know, like, we're like same for me, you know, you know, we were just talking about the last time we spoke, uh, you know, that I bought that Eberly stock, uh, G1 little brother pack. And yeah, you know what I, what I, uh, did, I noticed, you know, that that pack didn't have, you know, uh, tension straps going around the front. So when I, when I called the customer service, I said, you know, what are my options? And, you know, they have a few different strap kits that you can hook uh, right to the bag and you can, you know, you know, if you're, you're carrying a rifle, if you're carrying a bow or a backpack, I mean, I'm sorry, a tree stand, you know, you can, you can hook it up. So I, I ordered the hookup kit that goes with it and, you know, they're like the quiet buckles, So they don't, you know, they won't like, it won't be metal on metal or metal on, or on any type of surface so i'm going to try and run it that way then maybe i'll just try to run you know the tree sand with the backpack over that you know so i'm going to try a couple of different options and you know see what's the lightest quickest uh you know uh, setup you know as you said you know I'll, I'll be picking your brain and Dimitri's brain because you know this is new to me um yeah. you know and, and my father would be coaching me through the way too and and you know as many resources as i can you know lean on obviously i'm going to do that um right, right. so yeah so i'm pretty excited to run that too and you know and, and then even just for my day trips, you know even on my scouting trips i still run that little Kafaru uh you know escape and evade uh pack you know it's a you know a nice little hiking pack um you know it, it's just it, it covers the bare minimum you know you can't really strap anything to it but um you know it's got it's got enough of uh enough space for me to you know, to at least put a, you know, my water bottle, you know, some other, you know, kits, you know, whether it's a first aid kit or survival kit or, you know, a poncho or, you know, and, and it's just good for like, you know, doing those little, you know, scouting trips out in the woods, you know, Absolutely. going in for an hour or two, you Absolutely. know, so, uh, I have those options, which is good. Um, but what else have you been up to, man?
0: I, I, you know, not have, uh, oh, I mean, it's just, <laughs> busy, you know, I, I know, yeah. uh, I know we're quarantined right now. And, uh, for Pennsylvania, most you know states across the nation, but for us, you know, being a school teacher, we're still teaching, we're doing it remotely. And so that's been sure. a, it's it's been a pretty smooth transition for us as a district just because we've been doing that already we've already had this kind of in place so we're one of few across the state that you know i feel like we're re- ready to rock and roll with it but um you know no baseball which kind of sucks I my heart breaks for our team and our players so it's been crazy it's been hectic and you know like i was saying it's just my heart breaks for those kids and our staff and uh you know right now we should be kind of like six seven games in and uh, but on the other side of things, it's, you know, we've been, we've been able to spend lots of time with our family and, you know, with, you know, my wife and my daughter and getting outside sure. as much as we can. And like you, you know, this is like a, a hunter's dream, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, right. you know I just, uh, or, you know, just in general, like an outdoorsman right. you know, for yep. us, it's, it's, it's really nice because, you know, on Friday I just got up and went out in public land and scattered around and, Uh, so that was just a a good thing and saw some good sign and everything like that. And, uh, so, you know, it's just been one of those things where I've been shooting more often, kind of working on, you know, I've been last time that we, we talked to, I was in the process of doing my basement and. Uh, the final piece will be here this upcoming oh, week. Um, yeah,
1: the all the central yeah. piece, right? So That's then awesome.
0: uh, I know. So now I <laughs> I know Justin messaged me and just basically, you know, he said if all things go well, hopefully my mount will be done this weekend. So. Um, you awesome. know my my desk is in so that's where I'm actually recording right now. So now my wife and my daughter don't have to be confined to their bedroom <laughs> yeah. if one, yeah. one of yeah, my, I want not, to record. Not in yeah,
1: great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know man it's it's coming together and I'm I'm pumped about that. I'm I I love having like even though it's a corner of my basement I love having a a spot of my own. You know I could come down here right. cut cut some arrows. I fletched arrows the other night when uh, I jumped on the PA outdoor you know backcountry hunters and anglers. Uh, Nick Long he he did a you know a pint night virtually on there so that was pretty cool and land came on and chris was there who you know we That's had cool. a podcast on with earlier a couple of weeks ago so it was just cool to see some of those guys and nate uh frank was on as well and so it's just neat to see them and do that type of stuff and get involved just any way that we can and you know spread the word so you know that it, it's just uh man it's just crazy times and yeah, one one, yeah, I mean, one thing i'm just fortunate enough is that you know for our family is healthy and um you know, taking all the precautionary measures that we need to, to, to take. But at the same time, it's just, uh, you know, I kind of been enjoying it and just wake up you know, have my coffee. Yeah. And <laughs> sure. I, you know, like I was saying, during the week, we still have our, our school schedule of what we need to do. And when we need to be on zoom for meetings and all that stuff. But then after that, it's, you know, if, if Nora wants to go on her scooter run, we go on her scooter run ride. And yeah, there you go. Yeah, man. So it's <laughs> just been fun shooting a bow, scouting, spending time with family and, Kind of doing a lot of house projects, so like I said the basement gonna go do the garage here in a couple of minutes and working out so staying busy the best way we can
1: yeah I mean you know same same here you know I know you know during this time you know you know yourself Dmitri and myself you know we're you know we're texting each other regularly and and you know just talking about our brand and you know but you know we're also motivated each other too you know to get out there and scout and shoot and you know just checking in to see how you know how the families are doing and you know, and just you know, just making sure you know all of our you know bases are covered, and you know, granted, this time right now is you know it's unfortunate that we are where we are, but you know, there's other advantages that you know we can take it. You know, it's getting outside and going scouting, walking you know in the neighborhood, or you know, spending even more quality time with your family. You know, when we don't really get to do that during the week, you know, under normal circumstances, right? So you know, same, you know, I've been fletching arrows and, uh, you know, i try to get up to my old man's house and shoot when I can. And, um, you know, some of the other, you know, uh, archery related, uh, I, you know, ideas that I wanted to get after, you know, like getting both my bows restrung, you know, obviously those are going to have to wait because the shop's not open, but, um, you know, there's plenty of other things that, you know, that I can definitely take advantage of. And, um, you know, we're just, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing for us right now that, you know, we're all healthy, you know, your family, Demetri's family, my family, and, you know, friends of ours and our families are, you know, doing, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, so we could all get through this. And, uh, you know, like you said, the virtual pint night was, was a great idea. Once you told me that I went right on Facebook and I posted something on the New York uh, page and, you know, I got the conversation going. So hopefully we'll get one of those going in New York and, um, you know i saw steve Ella did something the other night um you know meat eater did like a virtual uh you know town hall slash happy hour thing so uh, i mean you know maybe under normal circumstances those things don't happen you know uh, as often so um it, it's good to be able to you know interact with um you know some some people that you may not get a chance to ordinarily you know so uh, it's it's good to take advantage of that too so
0: yeah yeah, man, it's just crazy. Well, you know, I think we have a good one on here uh, coming up with with Sean Lutz from from Stoker Eyes Stabilizers, and uh, I I do know uh, what's really cool about this episode. You know, we already recorded it, but it just uh, it it was really I love talking to Sean. I'm knowing the yeah. first time I had the opportunity to talk to him, he just he was a good guy, and uh, he grew up with a a woman that I actually you know she's one of my colleagues, so we were able to kind of get in touch like that way and when I first got off the phone with him, I knew he was just like a a good dude. And I I love, yeah, Yeah. I just love talking to him. And, you know, he's been doing this for a very long time with, with stokerized and it, they have a method to the madness and that's what I, and that's what I love. You know, they're unique, they're different, um, but it works. And that's just something, you know, one thing that he messaged, uh, you know, his message to, to me was just, you know, basically about how, you know believe in what what you're doing and that's just something where it it means a lot to have people like that kind of you know even just tell you that like just to sure. give you that yeah. advice and uh, I appreciate him taking the time to re- to record with this and I think it would be really beneficial for people that are you know it may be in the market looking for a new stabilizer or just seeing mm-hmm. how they go about doing their business and uh, you know it's very one-on-one you know they don't have a store on their website and you know they do have people they work through like their their shops and you know they use lancaster archery and block right you know black office and stuff like that uh but at the same time if you if your boat if your bow shop does not have them and you talk to them and try to get them to you know say call sean up and carry some, but if they don't want to that's fine you could just call them And, you know, Sean put me through like a big interview when asking me all these good questions about how I shoot and and like all this stuff. So we really got me dialed in and fitted for the right stabilizer for me. And, you know, and there's multiple ways too that you could tinker. So, and we, we talked about that. We talked about the brand itself and as well as some of his, uh, unique hunting, uh, stories that, you know, from here in PA, which is really awesome. So, and that's another thing he's PA proud and, you know, all the, pieces of equipment are made right here in the usa and so it's just a it was a really cool conversation and i think everybody will like it so um you know mike hey man thanks for coming on hopping on for a little bit and it's good to yeah, catch absolutely. up and, and i appreciate it and we'll uh man it's getting closer for total archery challenge hopefully some some yeah. news we get hopefully we get good news that everything will still be rocking and rolling here at the end of may so
1: yeah, I think all signs are pointing to probably possibly reschedules. Uh, I haven't heard the word canceled yet, so that's a yeah. that's a positive. So let's just you know, you know, stay positive with it. And, you know, keep shooting. You know, when we can, and you know, keep motivating each other as if uh, you know it's still going to be an event that's going to happen. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. And uh, always good talking to you, brother.
0: Awesome, same here, man. Well, take care, tell the family hello, stay safe, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be in touch, dude.
1: Sounds good. All right, man.
0: And let's take a quick break to thank our partners over at America's Best Bowstrings. Right now again, I've been shooting now the VXR28 for a couple weeks and I'm loving the way that this this bow is performing and I'm loving the strings uh, from America's Best Bow Strings, and they are the Platinum Series, uh, and the technology and quality of these strings are what stands out to me the most. The no stretch with the equalized strand technology uh, is gonna eliminate the peep rotation, uh, and as well as the, the no stretch factor in these strings. So head on over, to go design your own awesome colors no matter what which one you choose you're going to get that unmatched quality and performance and also with the platinum series you're getting a two-year warranty Uh, so go check them out over at americasbestbowstrings.com hey everyone welcome back to this week's show of the antler up podcast and today on the other line is sean lutz with stokerize stabilizers and i'm really pumped because for those that have been listening know that i have the m1 ss1 on my matthews vxr 28 and i absolutely love it and i wanted to get him on the show too today to talk about obviously Stoker um so sean thank you for taking the time out today to record and uh you know how you doing
2: hey jeremy thanks for having me man um You know, we're doing good here, dealing with obviously the situation, everything going on that's affecting everybody with with COVID-19, but uh, we're still here, you know, social media, we're there, answering emails. We're able to do some things on a limited basis, so hopefully, you know, everyone's handling this okay, and we'll get through it, and possibly, uh, archery season will get here soon enough and get everybody thinking (laughs) something else. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I agree, man. Well, that's what, I mean, for me as a baseball coach, turkey season has always been like the last thing I could possibly do. Um, so I'm like, right now I'm like fingers crossed that, uh, some, some turkey hunting could be in my cards for this, for this spring for the first time in years. So I'm, I'm really excited about that.
2: yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I I I hunt turkeys um uh, with my business partner Kyle. It's not a, a true passion, but I've come to really enjoy it and you, you know that that time away and if we get anything from this whole situation, just getting back to ground, it kind of slowing everybody's life down and re-evaluating our passions and what's really important to us. And I hope we can all get, you know, that positive take
0: out of this. Absolutely. Well, you know, right off the bat, Sean, like for those of the listeners that don't know who you are, could you tell them like who you are and where you're coming from?
2: Yeah. Um, Sean looks, obviously, um, I have a title as brand manager for Stokerized Stabilizers, but we, uh, Kyle and I both wear many different hats (laughs) Um, you know, we're, we're, we're the behind the scenes doing, doing it all there. Um, I went to high school with Kyle. He was a few years behind me and I got involved just, I've hunted all my life. My dad, um, was a hunter and introduced me to those things. And, and throughout life, I I got into shooting a bow and Kyle set my first bow up. And 2008, I end up winning IBO Worlds with a Stokerized Stabilizer, a test thing. And shortly thereafter that, we were in an opportunity to launch a company, Stokerized Stabilizers. And, you know, here we are in 2020.
0: That's really, really awesome, man. I, um, you know, and that's something that I, what I love is that your PA, you know, proud and you know, every, all your equipment's made in the USA. So it's it's really neat to to have you guys on and um, and obviously have to rep that on, on my bow. So, well, what I want to do today, Sean, is try to dive into a bunch of different topics, topics from Stoker Eyes, where, you know, where you guys started from a little bit more in detail with that and to like where you are now. And as well as some of your hunting stories, I know over the past couple of years, you've shot some really nice deer. Um, so I want to get into, you know, those stories because I love hearing those and then setting up the ultimate hunting bow, because when we first uh, chatted on the phone, when I was looking to add one of the stokerized stabilizers. Like you walked me through a ton of questions that was extremely extremely helpful for me. Uh and we settled on a really good stabilizer that's helping my my bow shoot out shoot like a dream. So does that sound good? Yeah, that's awesome, man. It sounds sounds great awesome well let's get started with those that again that you know you talked about how the brand kind of just uh, originated um could you go a little bit more of like how you talked about like all the different roles that you have and you know the you know the day-to-day but like go back even before that to like where the idea came about
2: yeah so um basically you know met kyle i was was looking for a bow um I, i was always a hunter and and just a goal-oriented person and challenges and different things like that. And I was calling around different shops. I had come off of a, a shoulder operation and I was looking for a setup, you know, something easy and, and this and that, you know, um, easy to draw, easy, just, just something simple. And I stumble upon with of Creek Outfitters. So I, I give them a call and they're like, come on in there. And it ends up being Kyle Stokes, whom I, their family, I went to school with. They were younger than me, and, and he sets me up um, with a bow, and I start shooting, and, and it was like it was just instant. You know, I fell in love with archery and, and different things, and um, kept frequenting the shop. You know, I, I was a lot younger then, playing a lot of softball, just just different things, and eventually, over time, going in, Kyle introduced me. Hey, you know, you want to be a staff shooter, and uh, got me into 3D archery, and I just kept falling more and more in love with <laughs> archery and what it can do and growing this friendship with Kyle to we get to a point um, in 2008 going through a lot of different conversations and, and being a staff shooter and 3d shoots and IBO worlds and all these different things um, growing our friendship he's like hey I have an idea for a stabilizer. because Kyle is he's just one of those guys his mind never stops he's always tinkering with things and Has ideas and different things. And he's like, we're going to use acrylic. He's like, I don't want to come out with a stabilizer, you know, basically materials before stokerized, you know, aluminum, carbon, just just norm of what's used in, in making your everyday stabilizers. And it's like, dude, that's a cool idea you know, that, that's awesome. And we started looking at acrylic and the benefits of it as far as being a stabilizer and what it can do and bringing all these different colors that are also there with the acrylic there. So in a nutshell, that was the beginning of stokerized, you know, 2008, as I had mentioned um, shooting some test stuff and and running some bars and just staying like a grassroots type of sales and all that, no real brand yet of, of stokerized and even, you know, we were, we were kicking around, you know, well, what what are we going to call it? What are we going to do? And, and, um, at the time, uh, cracker eyes, a person that was super tuning bows and, and different things like that was out there. And, and obviously Kyle's last name being Stokes. I'm like, you know, we're, we're conversing. He's like, dude, stoker eyes. I'm like, Kyle is phenomenal at tuning bows, setting them up, all this different stuff. It's, like, dude, name them,
0: name them stabilizers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And, and what I'd love too about that story is how you said you were always a hunter and you know, I'm 32, uh, 32 years old. I'll be 33 in, in June. And I grew up hunting as well. And my dad, one of my, my first, my first deer I ever shot was w- with a rifle. And, but the first deer that I shot with a bow changed my life. Like it was just, I remember being in a tree stand standing there behind my dad's uh, big bush of, of woods that he had behind his house. And he, you know, it was after school one day he picked me up and drove down, down to his house and he threw me up in his stand. And I remember standing there it was a, I was by myself, I was about 13 years old and this doe comes walking by and he said, you know, if you see your doe, you know, go ahead and take your shot. And it's right underneath my stand. I'm, I remember my legs, just sh- like shaking as if I was like ready to be to fall like out, out of it just because of how excited I was and when I shot right. my first shot on the deer went right underneath her I was like oh my gosh like I I probably I don't even remember the shot even going off and I just remember loading up another arrow and she like bounded and just continued to eat I'm like oh my gosh this is amazing like I have another opportunity and boom, put it right behind the, in the boiler room and, and she ran off like 35 yards, 40 yards and dropped. I don't even remember my equipment. I don't remember what I was using, but I just remember that moment just like changed everything for me. And then as you know, growing up, I had the typical hunting stories of being a teenage kid and I loved it. I loved, you know, getting ready for opening day. But then as I grew older, I got out of it a little bit. I wanted to be with friends and then college came and once I graduated college and life was trying to get a job and all that type of stuff. And I got back into hunting and now it's just like, it's all I want to do. It's all I think about. And I love archery because of what it's, it humbles you, man. There's days where I'm, I'll go out there and I feel like I'm ready to 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 conquer the world, and then there's days where I'm like, I need to give up, <laughs> you know. So, right. like, hearing here your story of, you know, like you said, you've been a long time hunter, and you get back into it and you just dive more and more and deep. I just, I could relate to that, not to the extent at a level that you even did it on, but I mean, just because of how much I I love it. I love the way it grounds. I love hearing how it could, you know, help someone and what it's done for you. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, I I love hearing that type of stuff.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, and that's the great thing with archery. It, it, you know, it's a discipline it's a passion. And as archers, male, female, I I mean, it brings us all together and, and there's so much in it that just fuels desire, you know, passion, not, not to get into those cliche sayings, if you will, but it's, it's just an amazing sport and you don't even have to, you know, if hunting's not your thing, um, you know, just the target side of archery and all the different disciplines, if you will, you know, paper field 3d, I I mean, it's, it's endless of what you can do, you know, and really, I mean, everybody can do it, which is, which is a great thing in and of itself with archery, you, you know, and, uh, I think Fred Bear right said it. You know that the history of mankind is the is the stick and string, and and it's just something that ties us from where we came from and where we go and what we can do with it. And yeah, it's a passion, man. And everybody gets bitten by it once they pick it up. Yep,
0: yep. That's and that's the thing. Like I love teaching that in class. Like when during physical education, when I have the archery unit, I love geeking out during that time because it's just. I hope these kids get something out of it. And for the most part, when they do and they find success with it by first just hitting the target and then it goes to getting closer to bullseye. And then I put up balloons and they're popping balloons and they're like really looking forward to coming to that class. And like you said, they could get hooked and uh, I hope I hope in the long run that that can continue for some of our our youth you know especially my daughter i love taking her out when i'm shooting and she's watching me through the window and then it's like okay she comes out and i get her all going with her little bear bow and uh, she just loves doing it and she wants to make some antler up videos which i always record her and she just she's such a fun little kid to, to do this stuff with and actually yesterday i took her out in the woods just uh, up by my in-laws just to walk around like i just she needed to get out of the house and do some some get into nature a little bit and so we're walking around and we actually she goes you think we'll see any deer and I said I don't know and legit like three minutes later she's like daddy deer deer and I'm like where because of her level where we were looking up this hill I couldn't see and then I like I knelt I kneeled down and I look up and there's like 13 deer just like running through and I'm like how about that there you go there's your deer Nora so she was all pumped right. about that it was pretty cool
2: yeah. That, that's awesome. And that's the other great thing with, you know, with archery and, and just being outside and, and doing it. I mean, it, it's something that, that the whole family can do. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it, it brings everyone together in the atmosphere and, and through all my different competitions and shooting, you know, archery and different things, I've really met some great people that, and that's the other cool thing. And the willingness to help, you know, yeah. um, has, has been amazing in the sport and, and, it's just cool yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's so hard to describe until the person's bitten and the light comes on and it's like yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you're you're 100% right well you know now you talk about you guys started that in in 08 and to where we are now in 2020 that you know that's really impressive to to think of how far you guys have come and how much you know bows have changed since then and even now the stabilizers as well you know and what i love about yours is you're all each year it seemed like you guys were always improving something and i remember when i spoke with you i said i i shot with somebody on one of my days at total archery challenge that had a stokerized stabilizer. And I was like, wow, that's exactly when I get my new bow. That's I want to get one just because of how impressive it looked. And then he was talking about just how different it was for him setting up. And I'm seeing those same characteristics now shooting my bow. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so over the years, like how have you guys stayed, you know, I don't want to say relevant, but like how, how do you keep going with the times?
2: You know, it it's kind of cool. I mean, I I have in our previous conversations, I told you I I worked for the Postal Service for 28 years, and I'm still full time employed with them. And um, working for somebody um, can be a great thing. And part of me, I've always had a, a drive or a goal oriented, if you will. And it's like you know, if I had my own type business or, or do things and get really dive in where work ethic and hard work is going to reap reward, you know, even further than when you're punching a clock, if you will. And Kyle, I mean, like, like I mentioned earlier, his mind, he's always looking at things. So Stokerize launches with acrylic bars and it's phenomenal as acrylic is with what it offers. It also has, um, you know, some negative things when, when you're looking at stabilizers and everything. So evolving, you know, had to happen for Stokerize. So, along comes some aluminum series. And then obviously we get into some carbon and we did some different things with carbon of what we wanted to do, a thicker wall and thinner wall. Um, But what nobody was doing at the time and what Kyle thinking of is is we we call it kind of bringing that that target precision into the hunting world you know when you when you look at target shooters and they got these long front bars and v bars and and truly balancing a bow um kind of led us into that offset route if you will and and bringing about the ss1 the original ss1 you you know and you start bringing target precision to the hunter and, and hunters you know as hunters um, they, they're, they've just evolved and they're understanding more and more how accurate they can be. And, and, you know, Hey, maybe I need to really look at a stabilizer for what a stabilizer can do. Um, so those aspects and the exciting thing, you know, about having stokerized, okay, here was the acrylic and let's do this. in Kyle's mind, you know, we're in, Hey, I got this idea. Let's look at this and let's offset and do this, you know, and that's basically year to year. It's just approving upon, you know, kind of target precision for the hunter if you will and and what you can do with what's out there and one of the key things we've always tried to do and I think is really cool about our brand um is just keeping it simple but yet effective you know and that ss1 just kind of launches a whole new dynamic if you will um on keeping it simple but still having the ability you know adding weight here and there and offsetting this and doing that and you know when you get to deal with someone one-on-one, which is, which is what we love, you know, Um, like your conversation there, like walking somebody through. I mean, I, I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what you're shooting, how you hunt, what you're, you know, what you're looking at and this and that, because we can steer you into something better and get you to have that light come on, like, Oh my word, you know, this this stabilizer is actually doing this for me. Right. You know? Um, And then the SS one leads into as great as the SS one is and simple, you know, it it leads into, we we go into the stasis, which is basically two stabilizers in one, you know, it's creating a front bar and a V bar with the all axis pivot point and one clean, simple unit. So now you just step it up, you know, to the next level. And then we have the SL series. And then now we we launched the M one, which is a micro diameter and then the benefits there. And it's just, you know, kind of year after year, just just trying to improve upon yourself you, you know or the brand of, of what we have and what can we do now to make it you know again keeping it clean simple weight adjustable and and truly benefit a hunter um not that we don't have the target side of things um I mean we do, but just kind of you know making a hunter as accurate as they can be right. for for a trophy of a lifetime, you know kind of take away the thought process and have when you draw that bow back, it's just there. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And that's one thing, like, I mean, even just going off of the look of that new micro diameter one of the M1, I just love it. The look is just awesome. But then like you were saying to me when, you know, one of the questions you asked me were like, do I shoot when I'm in a, in a hunting situation with my quiver on? And, and I do, it's just always been something that I've done. So it's just habit and, I practice with my quiver on. So I my quiver's always on my bow, put it plain and simple. And once we started talking about where what kind of weight we're holding and all that type of stuff, um, that's what led us to that SS one. And, you know, then we're you kinda helped me out too about how, how many uh, weights should I have on the front compared to the back and, and vice versa. So that has been a tremendous help and like again, that's that one on one conversation that you you know you we both had together and um setting me up for that and i was tinkering and you know i found the sweet spot and it was basically everything that you told me um and like how you were saying earlier about that holding that drawback and when i'm holding that that thing feels so solid it does not want to go anywhere and then the the vxr was already a very quiet you know non-vibration type bow but then add in to, to what the SS one of the M one's doing is just even elevating that bow's performance. Um, just because again, my, I'm not canting any certain way, even when I'm going out, stretching the distance to, you know, 70 yards when I have the opportunity to go up to my in-laws house to shoot out further. Um, it's just something where I've, I felt, I feel more con- uh, confident. And it's just, it, again, it's just, it's just all around an effective piece of equipment.
2: Yeah, definitely, and, and as archers, you know, the vertical bows of the day, we, we are so blessed. I mean, there's so much good stuff out there in the bow world, um, and then to to dial it in even further with with you know awesome accessories, um, it, it's just a benefit that we have. And and I know today, you know, everything is um, consumer direct, if you will, or you know, hey, buy online or this or that, and and we're kind of still behind the times at Stokerized. I mean, I know it to some younger people, it might be a pain in the butt, you know, well, this guy wants me to call him or he wants to know about my setup. Like, I, I just want to buy. And, you know, I I want this reaction. I want someone getting back to me via an email or even calling me like you have done and conversate a couple times and be like, wow, you know, thank you. Like, like yeah, not only is Stokerized a cool brand, but it's a brand you can trust in that I'm not just gonna, you know, yeah sell you something that isn't going to enhance what 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 you're trying to do with archery and you know we love to take the time and I I know that can be frustrating in today's world I mean I know everyone's busy and it's like wow you you know I got four emails in and we're still you know it's not that boom bam you know quick purchase but that's always been us I mean that's always been our our business motto, you, you know, again, it's, it's, it is like old school, but it's, it, it's just out there and even supporting like our dealers. Cause your dealers that that, that local pro, you, you know, and there's, there's so much knowledge out there that we can pass on. And, and for us it's not just like a quick sale, right. you know, if that makes sense.
0: No. And um, I, I, and I love that because again, you know, maybe that's not someone's cup of tea, but at the same time, I know that you're taking the time to help me. You know what I mean? I'm not just uh, a number to you guys. And that's that means a lot. And uh, for individuals that are looking for that also, I mean, that's where I, I steer them to, towards you guys, uh, just because, again, they're going to you're helping us become a better archer. You know, whether you're a target whether you're a hunt, hunting situation um so that's that's what i like i like getting that one-on-one and then again right from the very beginning of starting antler up my main thing was like that education being a teacher and everything like that but then also like work work love working with like-minded individuals that care uh that aren't just you know hey do this you, you know one thing that i love about you know us working together in a sense is that we have the opportunity to bounce ideas off of each other. And uh, Mm -hmm. just, I love just being able to, to rep a solid company that are good people care about us as consumers, but then also are out there doing the best that they can to be better. And that's, you know, you guys in a nutshell, and that's what I I appreciate. And obviously being USA made and being from PA, I I just love that, that opportunity. And um, it's an honor from, from my side of things.
2: Yeah. And we, you know, it's, Again, you know, business models, everybody has what what they want to do or their business model and their belief. And and that's that's cool. And that's that's out there for people to make their decisions and how they want to do. And it's just the model we wanted to follow. You know, both Kyle and I have full time jobs and and stokerize is is a passion, you know, and it's it's a desire, if you will. It's it's just it's obviously more than a hobby. Um, but we also don't have to report to bean counters or, or do different, you know, things that would align a business model, you know, a different way. Yep. Um, because it's, it's more than the sale. I mean, the reaping, the reward of stokerized, you know, is, is that passion and it's meeting the people, it's talking to people. It's truly knowing that in some way, you know, around <laughs> the United States, I, I've helped a hunter possibly bag you know their their animal of a lifetime you know and you're kind of in a very small way you're you're tied into that you know um it's not about the title national brand manager or ceo or anything like that for us i I mean kyle and i are side by side building things you, you know doing wearing many different hats and yeah, PA proud, you know, it's a hashtag we put out there, eyes strong, a hashtag that's out there, you know, in today's world, you have to have that hashtag, but it, it's a deeper meaning for a lot of people, you know, grind to shine and truly what it is behind doors. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's just three, six, five, seven, you know, it's, yeah. it's just the way we, we run it. And we know it can be frustrating at times for consumers. Like, like I said, you know, they just want, it and they want it now. And, Sometimes that isn't out there, but what is out there is a true desire to really help the customer, you know, customer satisfaction is where we're at.
0: Right. Well, and before we even like move on to some hunting stores, what I even want to talk about is that M one series, the brand new series that you guys launched this past, this past season. And mm-hmm. I wanted to like, what I'm excited for is people talk about the weight of Matthew's bows and um, I don't believe, even though I did get the large, like the longer, uh, SS one, uh, model it, I don't believe it added really any extra additional weight than just a normal nine inch stabilizer nor like from a different brand would would have added to mine. And for me going out West, I know that was like a, we talked about that and you're like, you'll be good taking that out through the mountains and and all that type of stuff. And so, could you talk a little bit about like the, Not necessarily i guess the purpose of that m1 and how what kind of hunter that could really benefit and uh you know the importance and like the gear that goes into that let's take a quick break and thank our partners over at cobra archery and right now i have the harvester release and what i love about this release is the total adjustability with the uts unified trigger system uh, that is able to adjust the length the angle the rotation of the thumb trigger and that you're able to quickly and securely set this thing in place with just one screw. It's built like a tank. It's lightweight, uh, and it has the capability of removing that third finger attachment to make it a two-finger style release. Um, So, man, I love this release. Check it out over at irondecoy.com.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously being from PA, you know, we're east side of the USA here, and, and there's you know there, there's a big difference from the guys out west hunting to us, you know us guys here in Eastern PA. I mean, we're, we're walking into our tree stand. We're not really worried about overall mass weight of a setup and different things like uh, a Western hunter would be, you know. And, and we were looking at our SL series, which is we had we call it SL for for super light, so it's light, and we kind of wanted to introduce something um, that would serve more for the Western hunter and and still, you know, be here on the, on the, you know, East side of things. And that M1 allowed us to do that. So basically the same length in an M1 is going to shave two ounces off, which doesn't seem like a lot, but for those Western guys, spotting stalk, running mountains, doing everything they're doing, you know, where you can shave some weight off um, and then bring in, introducing that smaller diameter for wind drift. You know, those guys are, tending to shoot longer distances out there um it was a win-win situation for us you know introducing that and and even here in pa um you know the key thing with stabilizers where it is to get a a tip out there so the longer a stabilizer you use the less weight you're going to need to balance your setup versus shorter bars with more weight um and not to get too tricky with it you know overall mass weight there's there's something you want to consider and keep you know keep in mind when you are setting something up so i'm shooting the same bow as you um the 31 and a half vxr and our conversation you know you were going out west and we kind of figured out hey let's keep it simple you know because you might be spotting and stalking and doing some different things and the great thing with the ss1 it's one point of attachment um it's down tight to your bow it allows that offsetting of weight both front and back but again, in your situation, keeping that quiver on, it's also offsetting your quiver. It's offsetting your sight being mounted on the right side of your bow. Um, and we were able to do that with a you know a short conversation and kind of figure out what's going on there. And the bonus of a little bit longer stabilizer, at least in my opinion, when we talk offset stabilizers SS1 or stasis, it's going to give you a little bit more room to play with adjustability. And, and you might be able to, again, shave a couple ounces off there because you went a little bit longer in bar length, which I like to tell hunters, you know, Hey, um, like East coast here, you know, a lot of us, we have our arrow knocked. So if you think about your arrow being knocked on your bow and how far that sticks out and it doesn't really get in the way, a little bit of added length and the stabilizer isn't going to hurt you.
0: Right. That's perfect. That's, and, and again, that was something that for me of wanting to get out West and talking to you about that. That was a big thing for me. And, you know, like you said, the two ounces is two ounces. I know we had, uh, Josh Kirshner from the dialed in Hunter on a couple of weeks ago and talking backpack. And, you know, we're, we're trying to get our kind of details, dialed in for for our our hunt in uh, in august and that was something too that he was talking about you know he he started out which is getting like the best equipment that he could afford and then it turned into getting the most ultra light equipment that he could get and so forth so it's the same thing when it comes to a bow setup and you know and even to relate to some of these eastern like our people here in pennsylvania that are going deep down in in uh, public land i mean for some, maybe they, they do want to shave a little bit off as they go in deep. So that's something for them to you know what I mean? That's something too, that's Mm -hmm. been like the craze the past couple of years is, you know, who's getting out the the furthest and deepest and stuff like that. So, (laughs) you know, and that's, and that's another thing that, uh, you know, I just, I'm excited for and, and, uh, it's a great piece of equipment. And I just, again, I love the look of it and I love the performance of it. So, uh, it's definitely something that I think you guys really hit, hit a home run with.
2: Yeah, it's a great, I mean, the SS1 just in and of itself, you know, it's a great functional stabilizer. And and really, without having a conversation with, with, with the customer, you know, um, and trying to find out what they're trying to do, there's a right and wrong way to stabilize a bow, but there's also not a right and wrong way. And, and what I mean by that is, you know... We could have, we could have set you up with a, with a front bar and a V bar, you know, and, and you're kind of getting away from keeping it simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what I mean by there, there's not a right or a wrong way because there's many different ways you can do it. And, and I like to, you know, you look at professional golfers, you know, you see a lot of different golf swings and, and they're hitting it, you know, straight down the fairway. But when we look at and without having that conversation with you, you know, we could throw a front bar on your bow, and we can mount a V bar, but now now you have two points of attachment. And in that scenario, we all know keeping it simple sometimes is is a better way to go, and especially when we can still balance your bow. Yep. You, you know, and and that's that's what's important. Um, you know, hunting here on the East Coast, and I, and I'm just walking into a pre-planned stand site. You know, and I'm going to climb up, and I might have you know I'm currently running our M111 and a M18 V-bar, you know, set up front bar V-bar set up because I'm not spotting and stalking and I'm not worried with having those two points of attachment on my bow currently, you know, for, for what I'm doing in my hunting setup, right? If I was going out West, I'm going to gear and keep it simple. You know, I'm going to look for one point of attachment and a, a more of a fail safe setup, you know, something that's truly, um, as protected and solid as I can get in a setup to do what I'm going to do.
0: Yeah. That's perfectly said I, that. I mean, even if I didn't just, even if I already don't have one like that makes me excited to be like, you know what? That makes perfect sense. It's simplicity. It's exactly what, you know, f- for what certain hunters are, are doing. And it's, and again, it's your setup and that's what I love about how you're able to, I mean, obviously you're able to tinker more than others, but you know, <laughs> when you, when you think about it, if you are just strictly whitetail hunting, going, you know, to New York or sticking around in PA, it doesn't matter. You know, you shoot what you feel comfortable for and like what suits you best. And that's going to make you successful, feel comfortable in the stand.
2: Right. By all means, you know, and, and that's important, um, to, to have that confidence in the setup, especially with archery, you know, when you're confident, man, you're making so many, you know, better shots yep. when you kind of got that, funk going on if you will you know um you kind of get into some into some bad things or negative thoughts there negative energy and now all of a sudden you know i think most archers were tinkerers you know we're always like hey i wonder you know if i if i shoot this arrow or if i do this you know am am i going to be more accurate in the pursuit of accuracy i I think if you're a diehard archer man we're always trying to be as accurate as we can you know um Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it, I, it, it's a good thing, and and it can be you know it can be a bad thing when when we when we do overthink and you know again not to keep bringing that up, but that that's where we like to conversate with our customer. I mean, to the best we can. I mean, obviously there's a lot of well educated consumers out there, and they know what they want. And hey, it's simple. You know, they they've done some legwork and they want this because because they already know, right? You know, and, and and that's a cool thing, and that that's overall where, where the brand has has gone now. I mean, we can, you know, we have something for everyone now, which which is a time thing. You know, it just takes time to tinker. We don't just want to rush a product out like just to have it, you know, we want to keep it with what Stokerize has always been about.
0: Right. And what I love too is, is I know you guys offer different colors for your, like the rubber attachment for, for the stabilizer. So you guys, Mm -hmm. you know, you offer a ton of different, variety options for for your consumers as well yeah because we all want to
2: look cool right <laughs> yeah right i mean you know in, in color i mean it is and that's the other thing with bows i mean more so i don't want to say not more you know more so than than guns i mean there there's guns obviously are customized in different colors there but i mean that bow just becomes you it's kind of an extension of who you are and when we look at our setups and we bring like color there and different things like that, I I mean, it's just personalization of of equipment that we believe in and use and color, you know, color can just be an added benefit, if you will, Um, not per se a necessary thing, but we all like, you know, we all like to look good and we all have different, different tastes in our camo and and different things we might be doing with a bow. And and it's, it's a cool factor. It's a nice thing to have that added touch of color there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the new ones too, that the new color features that you, uh, posted not too long ago, those look sweet. Like for the EV2, uh, pattern that you got going on. So those look really sweet.
2: Yeah. And we kind of just like in the whole industry trend, you know, we kind of done the same thing there, um, where we kind of, it's just a neutral base. So we're, we're currently with, uh, we have our, our gray, we have a tac can, we have a Sniper green, you know, and then black, and it, it kind of seems like, oh, you don't offer a lot, but those those four options, if you will, man, they pull from, from all the different patterns out there. So, you know, as a manufacturer and so many different models and things like that going on for us, it's just simplified everything where... You know, if you say, "Oh, I got EV2, or I'm rocking some you or you know, first light, or different things," you know, it's like, "Hey, sniper green is going to be cool, or the gray, or even our tact tan." And um, it's just helped the consumer too. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes when you get so many options out there, it, it can be a negative thing, right? Um, right. Where when if I can just you know shoot a picture, you know, like sniper green pulls from EV2 and even gray, and, and you know, it, it just in a sense it kind of helps the consumer that there's not too many options there
0: right right no i, I and and you think about it too how many people go nuts over their their bowstrings? you know i'd love you know i've rocked the platinum series america's best bowstrings. and you know i talked to brian over there and i said to him about getting those strings set up for me he's like what color do you want to go with i said you know i don't want to go with anything too bold on this bow and and so we pulled together a couple different situations of what i wanted and he's like, I got the, uh, I think I have an idea. So he sent me a picture of, of a set of strings, uh, that he was like, they don't actually sell on their website. So if you do mm-hmm. are interested in that, you see my, my bow strings, you, you had definitely have to call Brian and, and uh, talk to him about those ones. But I mean, that was a thing like too, even for you when we talked, you're like, what do you want? You know, at, like, the color side of things and I said ah, I'll just stick with the black but now the more I keep seeing your pictures of, of all the different colors I'm like man that actually would look pretty sweet on the bow
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and again that's just you know because uh, the bow is it's individualized to yep. the shooters yep. and it's just nice to have those options and, and we all you know we all like something like to be proud of or stand out or, or just be just an extension of ourselves
0: Right.
1: you
2: know um, the, the same with the bow strings and just like, you know, I've shot a lot of different bows over the years. Um, I'm a fan of, of vertical bows. And and if I like a bow, you know, I'm, I'm going to shoot it. I'm not per se a, a Ford Chevy Dodge guy, right. if you will.
0: Right.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've shot Primes. I, I've shot Bowtech. You know, I, I've shot Hoyt, um, Fred Bear, and, and I like them all. And, and the simple thing there, that, that ambush green this year for, for Matthews really drew me in, yeah. you know. Yeah um it was just like oh wow look at that and it's just so simple but yeah it's just like it was just such a cool color yeah. you know and, and in supporting kyle um my business partner you know he has an archery pro shop and i i shoot a bow that's one of the bow lines he'll carry right you know yeah. um and yeah just just a cool thing that that
0: color can bring to you yeah that's awesome man well let's kind of switch gears a little bit just because i know uh for our listeners that maybe again that do know you and uh for those that don't you know we'll talk about your success over the past couple years i know you have two um i'm sure i know you have more just because you've even seen your man cave remodeled getting done (laughs) of, of some nice beautiful bucks getting hung up there but um i i really want to know the stories between those that velvet buck that you got and then the big monster that one uh with the kicker coming out of the base, that's a PA buck, right?
2: Yeah, and and actually, all my deer are are PA deer. There you go. Um, yeah, and you know, first off, I, I'm not not again not trying to sound like cliche, but but every animal we take, you know, it, it's a trophy, right? And I'm I'm gonna be 49 years old. I've been hunting since I'm 12. Um, I've only gotten into deer hunting later, later in life, my, my, dad was a huge small game hunter. Um, so deer hunting for me only came about, you know, like later in life. Um, know a lot of people, I was a good athlete, played a lot of softball, some, some different things, um, and had the opportunity and still have the opportunity, you know, that I, I hunt private land. Um, and I've just been blessed with that because I can hunt it the way I want to hunt it. Not, not that I'm this, this great hunter, but I, I try to do everything I can do, um, you know, to be smart about how I am hunting things. And I've worked a lot of different shifts with the postal service. You know, I, I've worked nine to six where I, I couldn't, I couldn't hunt every day and I could only hunt weekends. So, you, you know, hunt your trophy, shoot your trophy is kind of the point I want to get across first here before, like getting into the success I've had because right. it can be different for everybody. Absolutely. But be proud of that. Yep. You know, don't shame it, do, do what you want to do, you, you know, be legal and be happy. Um, because me growing up, my dad's biggest first lesson for us, if you shoot it, you're eating it. Yep. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, I think in a little bit in the industry there, you know, if you want to say industry or in the hunting side of things you know we've gotten focused too much on that word trophy you you know at the end of the day um hunting brings food to our tables and that's key you know um first and foremost i think you know that 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 point should be out there but my my velvet buck um a, a, a softball buddy owns land uh got the opportunity to hunt this land, you know, and do these things and it just has everything that white deer, you know, love. Cover, food, water, bedding, um small piece, you know, tiny tiny piece and just fortunate to have it overlooked, like urban bow hunting, if you will, type scenario, you know, I'm watching people and different things. And I shot smaller bucks out there. And one of the things that really helped me trail cameras, you, you know, my situation, like I was saying, um, how I had to work, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to leave my trail cameras up. And that's something that I do today. I, I run trail cameras year round. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden I was kind of like, oh my word, look at that deer. Oh wow. Look at that buck. You know, so for myself, I think as hunters, we all slowly over time, you kind of do go through those phases or, or, or you want to set different goals and running those trail cameras made me realize that, Hey, if I'm a little bit more patient or some different things, you know, you know, maybe this could happen. And that velvet buck, um, through running trail cameras, I was like, Oh my God, look at this deer. And I'll never forget the first picture I got of him. And it was just like, wow,
0: yeah. you
2: know, and, and, and part of having these properties, I think, too, that people got to understand. I mean, I was doing my part, you know, cutting wood for the landowner, hauling wood out, keeping an eye on it, cutting grass at different spots, you know, so it's still work. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know, someone and, and you got to go in and hunt it. No, it's it's respecting what they want as well. And there's still work behind it, you know, yeah um landowner calls and said hey there's there's a tree down can you get that out of the way yeah hey no problem you know and, and things like that um kept it going there for me as far as having the access to those places but That's awesome i was cutting grass and i sneak in check my camera and i'm like oh my god you know that you know the feeling when yep. you get that picture you know and I'm cutting grass. I'm like, okay, you know, cause this has happened to me over there before I get a picture of a deer and, and, and you know, they disappear as, as those big bucks tend to do. Um, so I kept cutting grass, you know, once a week I go over and do these things and I just go in, you know, smelling like fuel, all that, check my camera, here he is. And here he is. And it just, you know, it's slowly getting closer to the season and I'm starting to overthink, like, Oh my God, I gotta be sent free. You know, I, I shouldn't be doing this or that. And I'm like, you know what? no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Cause I believe this property I have, they're, they're used to human, you know, a little bit of human scent or smelling gas, smelling the tractor, you know, exhaust, things like that. It, it, it kind of is my benefit there. So I just kept doing what I was doing and he just stayed on camera and stayed on camera and stayed on camera. And without those cameras to truly have him pattern, not that you can't do that. I, my, The confidence we were talking about earlier, I'm like, he's here, he's here, he's here. And long story short, I end up getting a shot of him the second day of the season, which would have been a Monday that year, um, and harvesting the buck of a lifetime for me. Yeah, that was... 165-inch, still in velvet, which happens, I'm going to forget the name of the disease here. Um, I know it begins with the C. (laughs) The same year... I shot him, a guy in Pittsburgh shot like a 24 point rifle season still in velvet. Wow. Um, so yeah, just, just truly blessed.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. And that's something too, like, I mean, there's coming from PA, I mean, we would rarely have the opportunity to hunt a velvet buck, you know what I mean? You know, the out West, like for yeah. mule deer, everybody's like, Oh, my goal is to go out West to Utah and, and get a, a buck in velvet, you know? And that's something we always see come June, July and August were like, Oh my gosh, look at these awesome velvet bucks. And then, you know, obviously they, they lose that. So, um, seeing that, that you got that from PA that's pretty phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it
2: it was totally awesome. Surreal. I mean, I can't, I can't put into words, you know, um, everything that that deer does. And in fact, just this morning, my man came there. It's generally a spot my wife and I, (laughs) We have our coffee in front of the fireplace there and just, just, I get to look at him in my life. So like, you know, I've been working from home and I sit here and have my morning coffee and just look at this, this animal, you know, and it, it's, it's just unreal. And, um, I, I can't, it's hard to fathom even, even now, yeah. you know, just, just, being able to do it, but you know, I'm proud of all, all the deer I've, I've gotten to harvest. And and I truly mean that, you know, it's, it's something as hunters that there's remorse there when you do take that life there, there's a deeper meaning, you know, two things. Um, and just, uh, just that desire, just set that goal or do, do the different things you want to do there, you know, and hunt deer. And, And the willingness is I've eaten a lot of tags. Yeah. As far as shooting a buck go, um, but that that's just my goal. That's just things I wanted to do, you know. And, and obviously, I had the opportunity. I, I mean, there's there's people that, you know, you're hunting hard on public land, and, and like I said, every animal's a trophy, you know. So, are there 165 inch velvet buck out there, you know, on everyone's property they're hunting? No, there, there's not, and and that's a a realization we all have to make, you know, and and don't compare yourself to anybody else, you you know, um, do your thing. You know, they, they often say the trophy picks the hunter and I I kind of fall into that. I mean, I've been blessed with great, with some great deer. And again, all PA,
0: Yep, you know, and
2: it's just, it's just been, there's luck there. I mean, there, there truly is. And, and, you know, I know a lot of guys if they'd have, would have been in my scenario and have those trail cam pictures and have the property. They, they'd have done everything I did. You, you know, they'd have hunted the wind. They'd have had the stands I had, and and more than likely they'd have they'd have harvested that deer too. So right. it's doable, and there's just so many factors that are out there. You, you know, that fall into play cool. and
0: what i love too about that story is like how you were saying earlier about you know you have the opportunity to hunt private land and that's fantastic and i know over the past couple of years you know it's always been you hear the story of public and private and all that stuff and you know i know for our, our side of things we we hunt whenever or wherever we could have had the opportunity to hunt and hunting's hunting and like you said about um and every animal is a trophy because of what it provides for us whether it's that satisfaction of being in the stand and and hunting them whether even for me if you see a deer like and i come home and my wife's like did you see something today and i'm like yeah i mean to me that that's a to me that's awesome like that's a trophy in itself just because i had the opportunity to to see an animal and see that opportunity oh. you know what i mean and that's where oh, definitely I, you know and i and i love the fact that because even for myself like my buck this past year was on private uh land and that's the you know, the mountain where my dad has been a member there for 20, 32 years, um, for as old as I am. And I've, that's where I grew up hunting. And I, you know, I told a story on, um, Bill Harvey's podcast not too long ago for the Pertineer outdoors where, you know, I, I didn't start hunting public land per se for deer until the past couple of years with Dimitri, just because all I ever knew was private. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. where I felt comfortable mm-hmm. So getting out on my own these past couple of years, it has been, you know, it's a unique experience. And the first time I've gone rifle hunting was this past year on pro, on public land. And i just was scared for my life. We're walking around and I just see orange, orange, orange. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and I understood what yeah. the, that orange army meant. And, you know, for me, I was just trying to fill a doe tag and, um, you know, So, and again, what I love about what you said is if no matter what, it, it, as long as it's your hunt, and you have that opportunity to to be blessed to to harvest that that animal then that's a trophy and from coming from pa man and that that's awesome i know i had a an individual reach out to me recently on instagram just you know giving encouragement just because you know there's times where i'm like man am i doing this like right am i you know i know what i'm standing for personally but you know does anybody else care does anybody else even listen and i love doing this and doesn't understand of how much that meant to me because he said about representing Pennsylvania in a, in a positive light, just because, I mean, there's times Mm -hmm. where Dimitri and I, we're walking around and we see some really dumb stuff and we're like, man, like that's, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. So like, and like how you were saying, if you have the opportunity to do what you want to do on private land because of you know you're helping the landowner you're doing all kinds of stuff that's amazing like that's a lot of people would want to do that so you know that that no one should ever knock anybody for for doing or for being able to hunt private versus public land you know and last but not least for today let's thank our partners over from bigskyrent.com this is where you'll be able to go on check out some premium camping fishing and hunting gear With the spring weather and summer coming up for you and your family, making some plans, if you need some equipment that you can't afford right off the bat and you maybe just need it for that one trip, go over to bigskyrent.com, check out what they have to offer. Jay and Bob are great individuals. uh, And if you have any questions, hit them up. They'll be sure to get back to you. Uh, It's super easy to rent the gear that you need for your next outdoor adventure. So check them out over at bigskyrent.com and use code antlerup10 at checkout to save some money.
2: Yeah, definitely, and and that's kind of where you know I don't like the divide. It, it always seems you know, oh, big, you know, <laughs> you're always comparing, you know, oh yeah, he's got private land or, or this or that. Well, you you don't know the history of, of somebody's private land, you know, or or this guy hunts public. Well, yeah, but if you ain't, you know, if you're not running twenty miles deep, you know, you're you're not doing anything, and and that, and that's missing the point, yeah. you, you know, and I'm, you know that divide's always going to be out there, you you know, don't, don't, and that, and I don't live, I don't do what I want to do hunting wise based off of somebody else's stuff. You you know, I mean, to take an animal for me, you know, it's goal oriented, you know, and my goals might not be your goals, you know, and everybody's goal has a different scenario, um, a different set of factors there. And, and, you know, if we could just understand that, I think everything would be so much better and and, and representing a positive brand. I mean, I'm proud of every animal that, I, that I've shot and every animal has a different meaning, you know, whether it's that first deer, like the story you told there, yep. you know, I mean, my, my first deer was a doe with, I borrowed a buddy's bow and shot it at 20 yards to make sure I could shoot. And like I said, I was coming off of a shoulder operation. I had a crossbow through medical certification you know, and, and what happened actually is my, my crossbow limbs had started to splinter and it was unsafe to shoot. And I'm like, I'm on vacation and I'm like, well, I, I'm going hunting, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, I you know, trophy picks the hunter. I end up harvesting a doe with a friend, and was hooked. and my shoulder heals, And I get into vertical, you know, to, to using a, a vertical bow. And, and it, it was just a thing for me. Um, the vertical bow thing and and just, just represent what you do in a positive light. Don't, don't shame other people and their circumstance for what they have to do, you know? Um, and if your goals don't align with someone else's goals, that doesn't make them wrong.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
2: You know, and that's, that's That's just, just a part of what we can all share in a positive light. You know, that's the cool thing with social media. You, You can share what's going on in a positive light. Um, Public land hunting's getting huge now. I can understand the challenge. Uh, Kyle, he shot a great deer last year on public land, way back in, up in Tioga. I mean, an awesome buck. Right. Totally awesome. Did all the hard work of, you know, going, literally going in, you know, deep. You know, far back and setting up and doing it all. And, and he had an amazing hunt and it's a great story. And it's, it's something to be proud of,
0: exactly. you
2: know, when, when you accomplish those goals. But that doesn't mean that's, should be how Sean hunts or Jeremy
0: hunts, you know? Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's perfectly said, man. That's awesome. Well, one more, I want you, I want to hear the story about that that other nice big buck that you got with the, the kicker at the base, man. That was uh, a phenomenal deer as well.
2: Yeah. And you know, same property um, genetics over there, just that same, same curse <laughs> blessing, <laughs> if you will. Um, That's type crazy. of thing. And that book, I, I actually had a little more history of him. He actually had showed up two years later. He, he, I got him on camera. And again, you know, running those cameras. Um, I got him on camera in between archery and rifle season. And I was like, Oh my God. And this deer, he like literally walks down the hollow right at my camera comes right underneath my camera. I tend to run my cameras, elevated and angle them down yep. um most times wherever i can that's just just my thing so he ends up like giving me all these pictures of him I'm like oh my god look at this deer you know never seen him before i thought maybe the year before i might have had like the third year three years of pictures i might have had him but i wasn't 100 percent sure um definitely not calling my spot home like the velvet buck did you know yeah. um but he's there and I'm like, huh, like maybe I want to move my tree stand or just do something, you know, a little bit different. So going into that season, I ended up, I moved a stand, um, and I put it close to the camera tree, you know, if you will, and, um, gave me some access to some things, um, a little bit differently than, than how I've been hunting the property, you know, and, Hunting through that season again, I'm, I'm hunting farmland, so there's crop. I'm seeing a lot of deer, seeing a lot of deer, not seeing a buck. You know, not wanting to shoot a deer, just doing things my own way. And I'm like, you know, there, there's got to be, there's got to be a buck in here. What's going on? You know, and and sure enough, I see a small a small buck, and it, it's getting to the week right before the muzzleloader um, season starts here in PA. Um, I'm like, okay, cool, you know. So that week starts, muzzleloader week starts, and I'm, I'm hunting because I'm, I'm passionate, you know. And part of the things where people think, oh, you got public land, you know, you're lucky. Or I'm sorry, you have private land, you're lucky. Well, one of one of the curses with private land is sometimes you feel like you got to overhunt it to protect it, right. you know. Um, So I probably... I'm over hunting my properties more so than, than other people would do. I mean, I'm still trying to be sent. I mean, I'm a scent free fanatic. It's, I don't go to the woods without showering and doing all those things. And again, I've kind of developed my own Well, hey, You know, they're so used to people where I'm hunting them over there. I mean, I, I'm going in, you know, and I go in there and it's after it's the same. It's Friday. I believe the day. I'd have to recheck, but, um, it's it's after you know the whole inline muzzleloader was going on that week and and i'm in there hunting and there's all these deer again and all these deer and and i'm a guy that i keep my bow hanging um until certain times because man when i'm holding my bow i I like i'm moving too much you know and and i had trimmed the tree and kind of let it just fall down to give me some cover you know And, and i'm watching deer in the soybean field to my left and it i mean it's the prime time, but it's starting to get, you know, getting to be where it's going to be the end of my hunt. And and as hunters, we all know those negative feelings. I mean, I'm in a year, I'm hunting without a good picture of a buck, you you know, and that's (laughs) where the curse of the trail camera can be too, for as much advantage as they give us, you know, you, you start feeding in like, why am I hunting here? I don't have a picture of a good deer and, you know, all these different things. And, um, I was actually contemplating shooting a doe. I'm like, I just can't believe this. And I'm totally looking to my left and I hear snap, that that dreaded snap. And I look back and all I see is this big wide deer coming right at me. And I was just like, Oh my God, you know, bows hanging because I'm trying not to move. I get my bow and, and I, I come back around as, slowly fast as i can you know and he is standing right under me at the tree where i trimmed the branch the, the top of the tree to like fall down to give me cover for deer that's further out and i'm just like oh my god you know yeah. and i don't have a shot because he's behind you know some of those small branches and, and things there. And, and it's one of those games, you know, I, I still go by the old adage. Oh, don't, don't look him in the eye and he's just standing there in the does or out in the soybean field. And I'm within the woods there, you, you know, and I, I need a step and, you know, God willing trophy picks the hunter. He, he does one little kind of look up at me and I got, you know, I got the face thing on and, Everything else, and and he he doesn't care, and he takes that step forward, and I'm I'm able to make a great shot on him, and harvest another great deer off of that property. And That's as awesome. ironic as it will be, um, that property got sold, so that was my last deer on that property, but my second, you know, yep, buck of a lifetime, if if you will, absolutely, you know, on on a property there. And like I said a lot of different guys would have killed those deer that, that are as passionate as I am and and do those small things, you know? Yeah.
0: No, no, I love the fact too. I mean, Phenomenal story. And I love that you use cam- cameras all year round to kind of help give you uh, an idea of what's survived, what's been, you know, especially like for you. And that's something that I do just because of, you know, being a father, being a husband, being a you know full time employee. You know, we don't have the, the glory of, of checking things all the time of getting out and scouting. So if I know in years past, I've left my cameras up just because scouting during like this time has been very, you know, minimal. So I would be able mm-hmm. to, you know, once I do have that opportunity to go walk around, I look at those trail cameras, put in new cards just because it, it could help me out because of seeing what made it through or uh, just a little bit of, of Intel. So that's a really cool thing that I like that you use that all year round.
2: Yeah. And, and it's a hobby. It's a passion and it's fun. I mean, I, I just, I love to see deer. Yeah. I love to see them in their environment and getting, you know, getting pictures of them. Plus the other cool pictures we get, you know, all on trail cameras. And, and that's just kind of my thing to keep, you know, like, like keep me going just, just white deer fascinate me. And like you were mentioning earlier in a conversation there, I, I don't have to harvest a deer to have a successful hunt. Yeah. You know, if I get a deer to come under my tree stand that has no clue on there and I just get to watch it, my hunt's been made. Yeah. You know, like that's the deeper thing for me. And I think that's a deeper drive for a lot of hunters and especially archery hunters because it's a close quarter game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know there's, there's people, you know, that shoot animals at further distances and things like that. And, you know, for the most part, we want to be close to that animal, you, you know. Um, and, and that's, that's the rush. I mean, my heart, you know, the night shooting him, I, I mean, I couldn't, I mean, I sat there for a half hour just pounding because it was so up close in my face and not knowing just because he was there, it, it didn't mean I was, I was going to get that harvest opportunity. You know what I mean? Like he could have bolted, he could have, so many different scenarios, you know, are racing through your mind, you know, um, and that's the rush. That's the adrenaline. And, you know, I can get that just watching a doe, like I said, under me that doesn't even know I'm there, yep. you know, yeah. and I'm not even going to pick the bow up. I'm not even trying to, to harvest that animal. I'm just enjoying what that animal's bringing to me.
0: Well, and I think too, like as a hunter, you learn every single time you go out in the field. I know for me, for this past season, it was a Friday, uh, winding down towards, uh, it was actually that last weekend, I think of, of archery season. And I'm, I was actually in a a decent spot, uh, behind Dimitri's house in in that area and butts up against public land. So I'm on public land there and I, uh, I'm up in the stand and later it was a, how would I want to? Late morning, I would say, and I see these deer coming through, and I know it was uh, two big does and two young little fawns. And the one she was walking down and like you said, don't look don't look them in the eye. And it was really, really chilly out. And I grabbed my bow and I'm holding on to it. And at this point I'm like, oh, even if she comes gives me a shot, I'm like, I have no shot opportunity because I cannot feel my hands because I held on to the bow way too long. And if I put my bow back on the hanger, they're gonna just run. And mm-hmm so she gets she needed to maybe take four more steps and she's taken like i'm counting one okay there's two and i'm like okay like now i put my hand back i was able to sneak my shooting hand my release hand in my pouch uh of the first light kit there and it's warming up i have a a hand warmer there so i'm like okay i think i could be good and i'm like okay there's step two there's step three i'm like she has one more and i could probably draw back because i still have a little bit of cover and I, I just move ever so slightly. I think maybe to position my my feet, like you said. When I'm holding my bow, I feel like I'm always moving. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. she just like looks looks up, dips her head, looks back up, and then poof, there they go. And I'm like, at the end of that, I hung I hung my bow up, and I'm like, all right, thank goodness I hung my bow up. And I'm like, man, what a rush! Just that whole right. experience was, and I learned so much just out of that. I'm like, okay, don't do that again, Jer. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just, but again, mm-hmm. it was it was such a fun, unique situation that. I'll, you know, again, that was a great moment walking out of there. And I was like, "We'll, we'll live to, to fight another day, you know?
2: Right, right. And that, and again, that's the awesome thing, like like with archery, because, it, man, to close the deal, there, there's so many factors, you know, and, and, and so many opportunities to learn. Yep.
1: And,
2: and that's what you should take, you, you know, from, from every experience out there. I mean, I, I just enjoy being out there. It's like a reset for me you know you work so hard all year long and you're, and you're doing so many things and to just truly sit in a tree you know that hour early or whatever and then all the songbirds are coming to life and just just everything about it you know is is surreal and resetting and then and, and a learning opportunity you know and and a lot of times for me you know I'm probably not as aggressive as I should be when, when it comes to hunting you know I'm always that it's going to come closer. going to come closer, yeah. you know, yeah. um, t- type of hunter. And then there's only, you know, there, there's, I'm not just going to let an arrow fly. I, I mean, I, I have a prayer I say every time, you know, it, it, it's something I've always do. You, you know, I, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to clean kill or I want to clean mess, you know, and yep. unfortunately with our sport, you know, things can happen. Um, but, I'm looking for that as well. You know, that, that right moment. And in looking for that right moment, you're going to lose, but you're also going to learn, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, they always say that you can, you take a lot more out of the woods when, when you fail, you know, when you lose, it's building more and more and more in your repertoire, if you will, that, than, than when you win, you know, I mean, you take away from a win, personal feeling, you're, you're taking away from a win less and you're taking away from a loss. You know, you look at, well, maybe I didn't shoot as much or I didn't do this. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Um, well so, so don't, don't be ashamed of that. You know what I mean? Learn from it and, and, and grow as a hunter, as an archer, you know, we, we all have that ability and that's another cool thing, you know, um, just because somebody might've shot a bigger deer than you or something like that. We're all learning, you know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. all on that same page. Of
0: the ability to learn things as archers, Absolutely. and, and Absolutely. that should be taken from our sport, you know. One hundred percent. I mean, very well said, Sean. I appreciate you even getting into that. So that that's awesome. Well, man, where yeah. could where could people learn more about you and Stoker Eyes and all that stuff?
2: You know, we're out there on, on social media. Um, uh, we have Stoker Eyes Stabilizers Instagram. We have Facebook page. Our website, we got a lot of great dealers out there, just, you know, Lancaster Archery, Black Ovis, Campbell Fire, we're out there. Uh, Southern Style Archery, Cold Peppers in Georgia, like we, we have a lot of great dealers. So I encourage first and foremost, and again, I know people aren't gonna like this, um, we're old school, you know, we, we support our dealer base. We still don't have our online store. It's just one of those things, you know, please understand where we're coming from as a business. I know it's different than most out there. Um, try locally, you know, if you have no success, you, you've been frequently in your, your, your archery shop, you know, your, uh, your local pro shop there. And if they don't have Stokerize, ask them, give us a call, you know, don't, if, if they're not interested and, and this or that, shoot us an email, Sean's answering them. You know, I'm out there on, on Instagram as well. Stokerize five, you know, I handle, I handle all the online stuff going on there. We will email you, get back to you, um, out there we, we just try to encourage that dealer first and that that's just our business model and you know i hope at the end of the day the consumer can understand that um we will get you taken care of if, if it's not there we understand not everybody has access to that local pro shop you know um lancaster archery again great online store stuff black Ovis camel fire or southern style archery so so we're out there and if that would fail hey you know give us a call shoot us an email as you discovered we're going to get back to you. We're going to, we're we're going to get you taken care
0: of. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's great stuff. And uh, uh, we'll be uh, checking everything out here soon and see what's coming out for next year with Stoker Eyes. We're excited for, for what you have in store. I know you didn't give me any details, but you know, you you said you guys are working on stuff. So that's awesome. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll get this out. So thank you everybody for listening until next time. Antler up. All right, everybody. Well, that wraps up this latest episode of the Antler Up podcast. Again, thank you to Sean Lutz out of Stoker Eyes coming on, talking about uh, Stoker Eyes stabilizers, his hunting, his techniques, and all the other fun stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I want to say, those of you that have been listening, I really appreciate it. If you like what you hear, uh, please go on over to whatever platform that you're listening. Give us a review. Appreciate that. And uh, also thank you for those that have been purchasing some of our hats uh, from Shea Butler Knives. That's over on our website over at www.antlerupoutdoors.com. Check us out on our social media pages. We're dropping some new videos during this whole quarantine time. I got lots of time on my hands. So some more videos will be out uh, coming soon as well. So thank you again, everybody, for the support. It means the world. Till next time, Antler Up.